who haven't seen them. And today, we're looking at 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Ooh. Yippee-ki-yay, Ben. Yippee-ki-yay, Mike. <laughs> what a weird Mother- thing that no human is. should ever yeah, say. probably shouldn't. Unless you are like a cowboy in the 1800s. And even then, probably don't yeah. do that. Don't do or that. just Bruce Willis yeah. covered in blood and dirt and... <laughs> Yeah. About to I can't smoke somebody. That is the only acceptable time to do that is if you're just Bruce Willis covered in blood. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, Bruce Willis in his normal cop job, he's just got done like writing a ticket for loitering and he just hands it to him. He's like, yippee kaye, loiterer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, everyone on the force, everyone on the force hates him. Just fucking. Everyone on the force just is like, God damn. This fucking guy. Fucking, he just won't. He he said it one time, and he thinks he's the fucking yeah. shit now. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, on the pantheon of unlikable action stars, John McClane does seem kind of like a piece of shit. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. big piece of shit. So yeah, I don't think it's much of a stretch. No, no. All right. Well, well anyways, here we are. <laughs> we, we had a couple things we want to talk about here before we dive into some uh, right. some categories mm-hmm. for you. Um, first off, you know, talking about Die Hard as a franchise, pretty successful franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people would say really awesome things about the first one. You, you get the debate every December. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. um, I stand on that it is not really a Christmas movie, but just like let's all just lean into the memes and like break the habit of we can only watch Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we talked about this when we did the Gremlins pod. You know, I think Gremlins is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we did Gre- um, we did Gremlins specifically for Christmas, uh, the Christmas time. Yeah. We actually had a couple uh, Christmas, I say with quotation marks, uh, movies that we watched. Uh, and uh, like like Gremlins and Trading Spaces was still kind of like on the edge there. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways, you know, great classic movie, like one of the one of the better action movies of all time, I would argue. It's yeah. probably going to be on a Mount Rushmore of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, you know, pretty forgettable, not really great. Um, the third one we we're going to talk about here uh, mm-hmm. quite extensively. Mm-hmm. And then we had a pretty big break um, before the fourth one, Live Free or Die Hard, mm-hmm. uh, which is known primarily as the Justin Long Hacker one. Um, you know, it did pretty good. It was, um, you could, you could tell that the wheels were starting to fall off though of of believability, (laughs) right? It was just like, how can one guy have all of this kind of stuff happen to him? This just seems kind of ridiculous. I, Um, I, I think like, you know, in that kind of case with like action movies in general, I just always base it off of like my experience with like the Fast and the Furious movies, how they're just mm. ridiculous and they're just there to be fun kind of. But I, mean, I think there are some that just kind of like some action movies that kind of like lose its luster. Like, I, I don't know how Fast and the Furious stays consistent with the weird entertaining action. But then like this one's like this series is kind of like hit and miss, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, did you see Live Free or Die Hard? I did not. It's actually very funny. I think I've seen every odd movie. So I saw the first, third, and fifth movie. I didn't see. 
I, I saw most of the second, and I didn't see the fourth one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not missing much. Uh, yeah. It, it did pretty good. It made, like, over $300 million. Um, pretty successful, critic-wise. Not like everyone was like, holy shit! Holy but shit! They, you know, they liked it. It was yeah. good. Um, a Good Day to Die Hard. I never saw this one. This mm-hmm. is in Russia with his estranged son, yeah. by Jai Courtney. It still made a lot of money, 300 mil, which is pretty nice, but most people hated it. I, I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. And yeah. uh, if you if, if people are familiar with this movie, you'll just know, like, John McClane's, most John McClane's lines uh, are always say, or always have the, the saying, uh, uh, I'm on vacation. That's what you hear throughout the movie a billion times. Mm. So nice. get ready for that if you want to watch that. Yeah, not great. Um <laughs> We we also have uh, the Super Bowl commercial with uh, is it uh, Die Hard Battery? It's Everlast yep. Battery. I no, can't it's remember a, what it's the, a Die Hard Battery. It's Die Hard Battery, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. Uh, you know, we watched that. It's got the the limo driver from the first one. Is it Arnell? I think. I believe so. Um, right? Arnell, something like that. He uh, reprises his role, which is great. Um, it's worth checking out on YouTube if you haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk over the last like three, four years about you know it, it coming back. You know, obviously it's a it's a big property, it's a known thing, which mm-hmm. Hollywood just seems to just you know they just hate coming up with new stuff. So here we are, Recycleville. It's 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 odd to think that they might make another Die Hard movie because like I think John McClane, I like to compare John McClane to. The Undertaker, where The Undertaker should have stopped wrestling long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But instead, he almost gets some matches with, like, another old wrestler, Goldberg, and they both almost die in the ring because they're old and don't know how to lift each other. But, like, I think this is, like, the same thing. I think John McClane went out when he went out, and I think he should just stop because it's not going to get any better. It's just going to get crazier. Yeah, you know, it, you got to think to yourself, how much longer can he do this i mean mm-hmm. he's 66 years old yes um which is stop he's gonna die he's you know I, I just don't know how much I, I i think of like my dad you know who's not 66 but he's close yeah and like <laughs> I, I just i couldn't imagine my nothing. dad being you know no shout out shout out to my dad i think you know he's in pretty decent shape but yeah. not in uh not in a fighting terrorism type of shape <laughs> he's not gonna go out there and punch some um, terrorists real quick yeah probably not gonna happen so the latest buzz if you will is hulu um is entertaining making it into a series they want to do like something with tv um i don't know if it would even have him in it or, right. or who knows exactly what would happen but um there you go. So, I mean, a pretty iconic franchise. Made lots of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows what Die Hard is. Yeah. I feel like. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to talk a little bit about director as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, John McTiernan. McTiernan. is <laughs> pretty um, popular, I would okay. say. Yeah, now, yeah. It, not for you, because most of his movies... Yep. <laughs> Wow! Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, but it's he, right. he did the the first one, uh, which obviously again iconic. Uh, did not do the second one, but then came back for the third, and people were like, "Oh man, finally he's back! Uh-huh. This is gonna right the ship." Which we'll talk about whether or not that did it. Um, mm-hmm. 
he also is known for Predator, which, you know, I, I found out very recently you have not seen, which is <laughs> nope. nuts. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely be doing an episode on Predator. Mm. Also, The Hunt for Red October, based on the Tom Clancy novel, uh, which, is, which is a fantastic movie as well. Um, he's a big-time name, uh, a lot of fame, but then kind of, like, had a really big kind of falling apart. Mm. Um, you might ask yourself, like, well, who is this guy? What's going to make <laughs> movies anymore? Uh, you know, it's not as bad as John Landis, where, you know, there was deaths involved. But right. um, he basically started this, like, bad habit of, like, recording people against their will. Um, That's so weird. And, like, li- then lied to the FBI about it. He, w- he, was, he was allegedly recording uh, a co-writer of the movie Rollerball that he was involved with because he didn't like this guy and wanted to do his own vision. So he was trying to blackmail him get him to say stuff bad about uh the studio um and was like secretly recording him and then also was like secretly recording his wife during their divorce proceedings uh and then lied to the fbi about it multiple times which you know as you would know is is against the law not not good not good not good and then you know went through all these different court cases and appeals and you know pled guilty but then recanted that and tried to you know fired his lawyer and all of this go, goes on to say that he uh, had to pay a fine of a hundred thousand dollars and had to spend a year in prison now he's a rich white dude so this was <laughs> so, like yeah. club med white collar it was a former college campus but you know apparently in there it was it was not a good time he lost like 30 pounds uh was trying to write some sequels to movies didn't really work out and you know i had the you know his wife uh, ends up divorcing him mm-hmm. um and you know he's got a lot of debts and has to file bankruptcy uh and it's just not good not good you know there was an automobile accident um where he had to pay, he had to pay a five million dollar claim of Holy liability fucking jesus um, christ i don't even know what the fuck happened there but that sounds right. kind of crazy yeah um but but it's uh it's it's not good it's not good basically his assets were liquidated um, his ranch, he had a big, big ranch in Wyoming that was sold. Um, and any uh, future film royalty payments that he had would be um, would be seized. Um, so his... he, hasn't, he hasn't done a movie since 2003. Oh, my God. Talking about falling off. My God. Yeah, I know. Pretty nuts. Holy shit. So, John McTiernan, I mean, we salute you for your contributions to the genre. But, man, I hope he gets his life together. Yeah, man. You know, he's, he's not that old, but, no. you know, hopefully gets it going. Right. Um, and then last thing I wanted to mention too, you know, we have a little de- like kind of depressing to depressing, I guess. Um, you know, this movie you know, based in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really know where to put this in the in the actual segment. So here mm-hmm. we are talking about this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously 1995, so it's pre 9/11, mm-hmm. and you know, it's got a lot of interesting. It's got a lot of interesting questions, which I think is worth kind of talking about. This mm-hmm. idea of obviously 9-11 happened in New York is very immensely traumatic. Um, and you kind of don't see, I, I, I guess it's weird to kind of think about how do you, how do you do a movie like this today? How do you show movies like this? Cause there's actually, there's obviously lots of bombs. Uh, there's lots of explosions. There's mm-hmm. lots of you know, rubble when the subway is destroyed and there's the crews there. And it's all this imagery, which is very traumatic for people. Um, especially people in New York City mm-hmm. who had to live through this. Um, you know, you even have an extended Twin Towers scene in the background when they're running um, to get to the next bomb. 
uh, and it just plays off very strange. It feels strange, right? Obviously, this is 2021. You know, we're we are 20 years, 20 year anniversary of 9/11. Yeah, wow. Uh, Shit, this year is kind of crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. Um, but it just seems weird, you know. And it, it reminds me of like you know the discourse around Avengers. You know, Avengers came out the very first one when you know the aliens were destroying the city and Superman. Uh, you know, destroyed Metropolis fighting, in, I don't know the fucking guy's name, General Zerg or some shit. <laughs> um, and it's just interesting of like, when it, is this ever going to be acceptable again? Is it going to be normalized? Are we not going to feel something? Like, is the point to feel something too? I, I don't know. See, I think I there's, what do you think? there's like a, there's like an, I think there's like, there's no way around it. People are going to still make movies that have sensitive things in them no matter what you do. And like, this is just another thing like that. No one's going to get, no one's going to stop making the, they're not going to stop making these kind of movies. It doesn't matter like what you do. Like someone is not going to like it. Not, (laughs) there's always going to be someone that's not going to like it or find something wrong with it or find something offensive about it. And and I'm not trying to be like, ah, you know, snowflakes. No, I'm not trying to do that kind of (laughs) shit, but like, there's no way around it. If you want action movies, you're going to have to like tiptoe a line between stuff that actually happens in movies and stuff that actually happens in reality. Uh, And there's just no way around it. Like I I think there's, if you want to keep having the action movies, there's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's just interesting, like, is that the reason why this movie isn't on TV as much anymore? Or or do you do you start to like censor some things out, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's um Right. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like I could see maybe why they might not put it on during a certain time of year, like maybe during mm. the anniversary of nine eleven or anything like that, but I, I I, and maybe like a, you know a couple of years after 9/11 they probably wouldn't post it. Like I'm trying to think of uh, this one Simpsons episode, Homer Simpson versus the City of New York, and there was like they they kept that off of the air for a couple of years after 9/11 because there was like a magazine that Homer looked at that was nine dollars, uh, but that nine dollars was next to the Twin Towers, which like looked like 9/11, some weird conspiracy thing, and mm. it's it's kind of interesting. Like also like. <laughs> Just like Hollywood was trying to tell us this is going to happen the whole time, so why didn't we listen? And then you get all these other conspiracies and stuff running in people's minds. But uh, it's it. There's just there's there's yeah, that's it. There's no way around it. I was just going to repeat myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear you. It's just yeah. it's it's interesting. It adds a little extra oomph to the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely, for sure. absolutely. Um. All right. Well, let's just jump right into uh, the how'd you do. Mm-hmm. So, Deaths, you guessed 12, um, which, you know, initially thought, like, oof, man, this might be a little bit of a lowball here. It's a diehard movie. Right. Um, but you were pretty close. We're 16. See, I was afraid. Um, I was afraid. I'm like, okay, this is going to maybe bite me. 12 it is. Let's try to do something there. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did it pretty close. It was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 15 Simon Says were, mm-hmm. was your guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there were nine. So, you know. So, I'm close. slightly disappointed on that one. I really wish it was yeah, more. Simon says it makes it tough because you don't you don't get it as much of it. it to me, this is one of the better parts of the movie was like the running around and the the riddles and the the phone calls, the taunting. Um, but it's like basically the whole back half of the movie. It's not there. Yeah, um, yeah, which is kind of tough, right? Know? 
Like once it, uh, once he gets the gold, like there's no point of saying it anymore, which is kind of yeah, yeah. There's no there's no game anymore. There's no right. distraction. It's yeah. it's pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLean, you were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. Um, you guessed thirty two times we would hear McLean. There were twenty eight instances. So kudos to you. Very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. Pretty good there. Uh, the hear or see a riddle. Um, you guessed seven. There were only four. Again, it's kind of the same thing we said about mm-hmm. Simon Says. It's it's really just the first half of the movie. Uh, this is in there. Right. And then, last but not least, there was not the completely cheesy and corny It's a Good Day to Die Hard with a Vengeance <laughs> uh, line. So we did not hear the title if, uh, in the film. If someone would have said the title, <laughs> I would have I left America. I don't know where I'd go. I'd go somewhere else. I'd be like, I don't know why. This is ridiculous. How did you make that work? Yeah, it would have been it would have been pretty spectacular. <laughs> the nerd corner. Nerd corner time. Uh, IMDb gives this one a seven point six. Very very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomato score with the critics of fifty nine percent only, but an eighty three percent audience score, which is one of the bigger jumps we've. Seen had i think uh as a podcast mm-hmm. um had a 90 million dollar budget made 366 million dollars the mm-hmm. highest grossing movie worldwide of 1995 so oh pretty damn good mm-hmm. i would say um a couple random things in here I-, I pointed this out as we watched right um because we there was no subtitles even for right the, for the german that's spoken in the movie and mm-hmm. we kind of were like what why is this not done mm-hmm. and i kind of stumbled upon one of the reasons why potentially and it was that the subtitles are completely uh <laughs> fucked um you know the german spoken in this movie is mostly um grammatically incorrect mm-hmm. uh, a few lines are so wrong that they have to be considered gibberish um most notably when they're talking with the fake cops um, who are then given the briefcase bomb yeah. by Zeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the German release, you know, they, they corrected this, obviously, because it's in German. Right. It is grammatically correct. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. Of Maybe that's why they've just not even bothered subtitling it. Because you totally miss out on that line right. of a kid could find this, uh, which we'll talk about later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was kind of funny. So maybe that's why. I don't know. How do you fuck that up? I mean, it's 1995. It's not like <laughs> German is a tough language. They're right. in New York filming this. You're telling me you can't just find some random dude that speaks German and have them like do the lines? I don't know. They didn't have Google Translate yet, okay? Get off the <laughs> I guess. I guess. It's a little rough. Um, one of the most famous things, probably the most famous thing that's Googled in this is water bottle riddle, um, which was actually uh, from... A, a problem on an exam that one of the writers uh, couldn't figure out when he took it. He remembered it, Jonathan Heinsley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it is done so quickly um, that you're just like, wait, what the fuck? How did they figure this out? So <laughs> to set it up, um, they have to disable this bomb that they find, right? And they have to measure out exactly four gallons of water and place the weight on a scale. But his only tools are a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug and the water fountain. Um, so oh, how do you gosh. do it? Well, yeah. there's two ways, right? Reason Way number one is you fill the five-gallon jug. You then use it to fill the three-gallon jug, which would leave two gallons in the five-gallon jug. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. empty the three-gallon jug and then pour 
in the two remaining gallons from the other jug. Now you oh. empty the five gallon jug and pour one gallon into the three gallon jug, which would mean that there are four gallons left in the five gallon jug. This is a lot of same gallon and yeah. jug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Or there's the other option, which is fill the three gallon jug and pour it into the five gallon jug. Fill the three gallon jug again and use it to fill the five gallon jug. You have one gallon now. So you would empty the mm -hmm. five gallon jug, pour the three gallon jugs remaining uh, gallon in, and then <laughs> refill the three gallon jug and pour it into the five gallon jug. The B answer, the second one, sounds more feasible to me. I could see um, that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's probably like a YouTube video you could watch if you want to pause the pod and watch the YouTube video, but that's how <laughs> it was done. Right? It's yeah. apparently it's not like bullshit. It's not made up. It's a real puzzle. It's a real thing. Uh, there you have it. It's probably the most Googled thing, like I've mentioned. Right, uh, right. After you watch the movie. Mm. Um, a fun little presidential action here for you if you want to relive the horror show of the 2016. Oh. Uh, so this was actually on television on Tuesday, March 15th, 2016, the same night that Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton each won their multiple presidential primaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and each one is mentioned offhand in this movie, which is kind of hilarious. The Donald Trump one is really good. The one lady is like, hey, yeah, and I'm going to marry Donald Trump. <laughs> um, which is like, well, lady, come on. Like, don't do that. You... Please, God, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one. The sandwich board that Bruce Willis uh, wore while filming in Harlem was originally blank rather than text to ensure that no one was offended by the racist message. Oh, good. Uh, the... I hate N word was added with CGI in post production. Um, some television networks use an alternate version where the sign reads, I hate everybody, which is sometimes erroneously said to be in the original version of the sign used for filming, but this too was added with CGI in post production. So there you have it. I mean, they probably, it's a, probably a good call. They didn't want, right. you know, people taking photos on set and all this. And this oh, absolutely. Giant sign yeah. With that on there. So, so it's one of the most shocking things in the movie, I think. And yes. it's done really well. Uh, it definitely has an impact, but uh, it was also. <laughs> I also think I also think that if he did have a sign that said "I hate everybody," people would just be like, "Yeah, man, me too. I get it." <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Bad case of the Mondays, there, yeah, right? Man. I feel you, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one up, uh, you would actually need 480 dump trucks to steal all the gold from the Federal Reserve. Uh, it's really fucking heavy. Um, you know, when Zeus Carver has a scene where he picks at the gold bar at the Federal Reserve and he says, damn, this is heavy. Uh, yeah, you're right. A standard gold bar kept at the Federal Reserve weighs approximately 25 pounds. Oh my God, pounds, okay. Uh, which is a lot. And obviously there's a ton of it. So uh, they didn't have 480 dump trucks. I think it was something like a dozen. Yeah. Um, which still would be a shit ton of gold. Like you would right. be fine. But the idea that they're stealing all the gold to destabilize all of these Western nations for the terrorist plot that's actually fake holy shit, um, <laughs> is, is, you know, not, not correct. You know, mm. 480 dump trucks. That's a lot. Probably not even that many in New York state. Um, last one, uh, McLean only has two bullets at his disposal to kill Simon in the finale of the film. Uh, he also only had two bullets in Die Hard to kill Simon's brother Hans and his last remaining associate. So, oh, bam. There you go. There you go. A little fun little link to the OG. Nice little uh, shout out that the, uh, the nice little shout out that the brothers died the same way. Good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the last bit here um, is our Buffy link. 
Bubbly! And we have a good one that I actually really, really like. And it involves um, one of the actors um, who is the name, goes by the name of Aldous Hodge. Mm. Um, which, if you've seen One Night in Miami, the new Amazon Prime film, he plays football legend Jim Brown. Um, but he also played Raymond, which was Samuel L. Jackson's nephew. Uh, at the very beginning of the movie, you know, he comes in with the stolen uh, radio. Uh, he's the younger one. And then they're, they're in the school scene where they're trapped. Um, but he also was in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he, I don't know the name of the episode, but he plays a teenager who uh, his plan is to use a demon-like costume um, to, uh, to, you know, cheer Sarah Michelle Gellar up. But then the, the costume is like crazy and it turns like this the, the, I don't, it's a whole thing yeah uh, you can look it up his older brother who was in die hard with the three is also in an episode of angel ah so there you go i was that, that works out i also i actually i was just looking at this website where you aldous hodge and like maybe a couple months ago amber and i were watching this shit out of friday night lights that tv show that like i think ended in like 2006 or whatever Mm-hmm. Um and apparently he was in that show too and I was like oh fuck because I I really enjoyed that <laughs> show a lot so he was Ray Voodoo Tatum and I know this isn't a fucking Friday Night Lights link it's a Buffy link so I'll shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I still like it. I still like it. So there you go. What was your favorite part? Let's move on to favorite parts. What do you? What stood out to you, Ben? Well, gotta start out right away. Classic American John McClane getting picked up hungover. Uh, just, I mean, like, at the same time, like, I don't know why people would really blame him for being hungover. He was suspended for a while, so, like, why not? Mm-hmm. So, I, I also feel like that's just a good way of, like, starting an action movie with, like, our action hero just being, like, in the worst position he could possibly be in. And he's just like, yeah, what's up? What badass shit do I got to do today? I don't even want to be here. It sucks. I want to just keep drinking. Whatever. I don't know. And it's just yeah. it's just an awesome way to like reintroduce John McClane. I love the line too. It's like John, you look like shit. Like he's <laughs> captain. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're like, get this man some coffee in Advil. And I mean, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the original Die Hard because you've already seen it. But that was really the shift of you know action movie stars being these like super ripped guys that. You know, they don't really get hurt. They don't really get injured. You know, thinking yeah. of like Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, and the first I heard was the first instance where like a guy who just was a normal-ish dude who just got the shit beat out of him, right? Mm-hmm. He's running on glass. He gets shot. God. He gets stabbed. You know, he falls great distances, like all this stuff. And so it was like a real doubling down of like, all right, we got to have this character just be completely shit on. So what better way than just have him start like completely hung over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Absolutely. I played, played law. I liked it. It did. And I also like the introduction of Zeus too, uh, which is Samuel L. Jackson's character. Um, when he's like talking to his nephews in his shop saying how important it is to be at school and everything. And then like, I forgot what he says before, but just like, uh, like he asks his nephews a question and then just slaps him with the paper. And oh, God, I wish I knew the line, but uh, it was it was very funny. And I think that was a good introduction to see how Zeus was as a character, like just getting him in there, saying that he really cares about these kind of things and and uh, what he's really all about. And uh, I thought it was a good introduction. Yeah, I 
I agree with you completely, 100%. I mean, we're going to talk about Samuel L. Jackson quite a bit, I imagine, as we go through mm-hmm, this, because mm-hmm. he really sets the movie apart, in, in my uh, opinion, and kind of, he's, he's what makes it, right? If it's on TV, I'm watching it because of him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he modeled this character after Malcolm X, apparently. Which I can totally uh, see. He's got a, yeah, he's got a lot, even the look, you know, he's <clears> got <throat> the glasses, um, you know, and he, he's got this strong kind of persona and does a really good job with those kids like the, the mentor role model piece you know of like yeah. who do we trust yeah you know who's gonna help you? <clears throat> no one who are you gonna help us? you know you gotta help yourself and all that right. kind of stuff i don't remember exactly how it goes either but right it's, yeah. it's really good it's worth checking out uh re-watching um but yeah i agree yeah. just fantastic and that, um i think my next favorite part is like right when they were like getting together zeus and uh, mclean and this is after talking to uh, Simon for like the first time at the police station and everything. But it's them. They're trying to get to where they, I think they were trying to get to the payphone. The payphone. The yep. mm-hmm. <clears throat> before the before I think it was before the subway, wasn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, so they're trying to get to this payphone and they have to drive somewhere and they're in this taxi and they're like, all right, let's go through the well. First, McLean's like, we're going through the park. And then Samuel L. Jack- or Zeus is just like, no, you can't. It's always busy. And then, like, they get to the park. And he's like, I told you it was always busy. And then McLean's just like, we're not we're not going. I said through the- I said through the park, not on Parkway or whatever. And, like, of course, he does some badass shit where he, like, drives his tax or drives that car through the whole entire park. Right. Just avoiding. So I- it is so good. Like, avoiding everybody and just seeing like Samuel or, or Zeus's reaction to things like, Oh my God, you're crazy. Oh my Jesus Christ. And then just like, just the recklessness. It's so good. It's just, it's so cool. And then like the cop, the cop that like drives by them on like the road is just like, yeah, they're taking the scenic route. I'm like, Oh my God, some classic, <laughs> some classic fucking action movie shit. And then at the end of that, <clears throat> like the, this cop, this, this car jumps over a thing, crashes into some more uh, taxis and then just continues driving and then Zeus just looks over at uh, McLean and is like, how, "What are the? How do the? How do the Catholics do that thing?" And then <laughs> McLean's just like, "North, south, east, west." And then you see Zeus doing the sign of the cross. <laughs> that was so entertaining, entertaining too. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a huge standout part in the in the movie. Like, I, I love it. Oh, for sure. And then I think another big part of the movie was in that subway scene where they like mm-hmm. effectively split up. And uh, John McClane gets on the subway to find a bomb. And I thought it was very interesting how he find, found the bomb, too. Where he's just, like, looking for a payphone to, like, call the police. And then, like, <laughs> of course the terrorists put the put the bomb in a payphone-looking yeah. thing. Good, de- good detective work, good right? Good detective work. Good detective work. And then I, I thought that was just interesting how that he, like, found it. Because then all of a sudden he moved it. And he's like, fuck, this is not real. And then he's like, all right, everybody move to the goddamn front. Otherwise we're going to die. Um, and just, like, that tense scene of him like holding onto that bomb and then also at the same time samuel L. jackson trying to get to the payphone they need to get to in the subway and of course some guys on it being a dickhead he's like hey man i need to use this phone he's like well let's use the other one and then he's like i really need to use this phone well i was here first bro and then he's like bro and he's like get me off get off the goddamn phone and then like this cop out of nowhere just like says like put your hands up and it was a really intense scene that we'll talk about later just the way the the cop was and everything but just the way Samuel or Zeus's Zeus himself was able to carry himself, and then is like, I have to use this phone, and was like very calm about everything, and is like, if you're gonna shoot me, then you fucking shoot me. I'm gonna use this goddamn phone, and bam, there it is, using the phone. It was it was super well done. Yeah, yeah, it's just incredible. Um, you know, I 
from the the research, you know, looking up different stuff in the pod, you know, the the stunt work in there was actually pretty incredible because the you know the subway car was really traveling at forty five miles per hour. You know, oh. they, they rigged this thing up and it, so it blows up and then it, it like shifts out, which is just fucking it looks so cool. Like hops the platform and it's coming at everybody sideways. Oh my and it's god! Hitting those support beams and yeah. it's just crushing everything and people are scrambling out of the way mm-hmm. and it's you know apparently you know the thing was really moving and they had to like they had their spots they had to hit it and obviously fantastic stunt work by by the, everyone involved that's so um, that's so scary that's so scary yeah, but it was it just looks freaking incredible and it's like one of those scenes you just forget about because mm-hmm. you know you, you think about all the other things like the bomb the school the the junket on the boat mm-hmm. uh the, the car and then it's like don't forget about the subway scene either like there's kind of a lot of yeah. really good set pieces in this absolutely and i think like that just it's it's awesome it's so i think that's what makes it an awesome movie and i'll get to that a little bit later too um another scene uh after they find out another riddle and this is where they get to that that uh that jug scene i believe where they're trying to measure out the water correctly <clears throat> and uh, uh mclean opens up this he's like i remember like mclean was just like uh, give me this thing. I want to open it. And then Zeus is just like, don't open it. And then he, and then he opens it and it just, it just says to him, I'm a bomb. You just armed me. And that's <laughs> what oh, that was. He's like, I told you fucking not to open that. And then <clears throat> they did the whole uh, water thing. And then after they, you know, um, uh, get, they, um, God, what am I trying to say here? They, disarm. Disarm. I don't know why I couldn't say disarm for the life of me. Uh, but after they disarm the bomb, they're about to like hop the fence and then, uh, Zeus is just like, well, we should take it. It's like some kid could find it, and then eventually they take it. And then later on, like the the German dudes find this the, the same. I think it was the same bomb because oh yeah, because they gave him to the police, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fake police, the fake police. Really the, yeah, like the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's where you kind of see like uh, I think you mentioned this before we went on the podcast, but like the humanity of like characters, good or bad. Like the German, the fake German police dudes were just like. Uh, one police dude was just like, get rid of it. And then the other German police dude in German was just like, but some kid could find it, which is like a nice little callback for what just happened with Sam Jackson there. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I love that part. <clears throat> it's just really, really good. Yeah. Um, I really like the intro to the mute killer lady. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where, uh, you know, her character's name is, is Katya, but you don't ever hear you, that. She doesn't um, say a damn word. So <laughs> doesn't say a damn word. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being, you know, a kid, <laughs> uh, the actress's name is Sam Phillips, uh, and just being like, man, this lady's fucking hot. She's badass. Yeah, yeah. And she just like rips this security guard up with this crazy knife, uh, when they're, um, you know, they're breaking in and they're about to steal the gold. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that, you know, she apparently, she said it was, it was very hard for her to film this scene she wasn't looking forward to it but then it became easier when she noticed the actor playing the guard looked sort of like a real person she despised who's rush limbaugh (laughs) 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 it's just hilarious you gotta love it you know shooting her shot with the i don't give a fuck what people think about me right um but um but yeah um you know (laughs) fun little random fact we'll we'll dive down the sam phillips hole here a little bit Mm -hmm. she used to be a uh, contemporary Christian music singer. Oh. Um, but um, she basically left it all because she was like, I don't believe in the church. They're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then just, you know, acted a little bit here and there. And this, I mean, this is probably her most iconic uh, role that she's ever been in. 
Well, um, I mean, she killed it. I mean, literally. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. I also like two things. LOL, Rush Limbaugh, he's dead. Anyways, uh, and then secondly, <laughs> uh, secondly, I just imagine young Mike just like looking at this lady and was just like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. She could just, she could fucking kill me any day of the week. Oh, Stab dude. me with your curvy knife. <laughs> just, oh, man. Is that what the kids say? That's, that's yeah, say, absolutely. Right? That's when, yeah, that's yeah, when, yeah. Uh, that's when uh, Mike hit puberty right there. Bam. Right, that's yeah. what, that's <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she did a great job. Uh, you know, it doesn't speak a word, yeah. but like just does really good stuff with, you know, her, her, her obviously her facial emotions and stuff like that. Just yeah. a good character. It's cause Love she it. was so cold. She was so cold. Just so cold. Yeah. Like, super other, cold. Yeah. So good. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, another favorite scene of mine, I've seen it before in a different movie. Uh, the, I've got you, I've got the ticket right here. It's when Bruce Willis realizes he's not really with, uh, his own group of cops. That's when he saw the badge number of the guy who mm-hmm. uses his number as like his numbers for the lottery. Um, yeah. And then he sees it and he's like, oh fuck, these are bad guys. And then he's like, oh yeah, I got my, they're like talking for a second. And then he's like, I got my ticket right here. And then pulls out a gun, starts killing people. And there's a fight scene in the elevator. I'm like, holy fucking shit. This is action. Hell yeah. I was going to say yeah. it was a more rated R version of the Captain America scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat. I think we mentioned this as we watched. Yeah, it too. It's yep. like every elevator scene we see now, I just think of Captain America. Um, <laughs> you know, which is just really funny. Uh, yeah, and it happens a lot. It happens a lot in movies. But shout out to this one. Very brutal. Very violent. Oh, it's like so blood. fucking it's brutal! Like, Holy shit! Yeah, everyone there yeah. is dead. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also uh, like where they have to figure out one of the riddles and they, I don't know how they even came to this answer, but they had to figure out who the 21st president was. Yeah. And I think the riddle was, what is half of 42? Well, it was, it was like, no, it was less than that though. Right. Or there was more than that. No, though. There was only 42 presidents at the time. I well, I mean, in 1995. But I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't straight up just like, what's half of 42. All right. Figure out the rest yourself. It was like something. Oh, maybe it was like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but either way, Regardless, they had to figure out who the 21st president was, and there was a scene where they're just starting to, they just started to, get, to really get this riddle, and they didn't know who the 21st president was. They stole a car from somebody, and after they stole the car, they uh, Zeus like looks out the window and is like, hey, who's the 21st president? And the guy's like, go fuck yourself! And I'm like, this is the best. This is fucking the best. Anytime someone yells the word fuck, I'm into it. Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. I highly, highly enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, I like the, the whole plot, um, of the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at the end, it gets a little problematic, but the plan itself, the plan mm-hmm. of Simon is, is great. Right. So he gets to toy with John McClane. Um, the idea of, I'm going to set a bomb off that's going to cause destruction in an area where I need to get stuff. Right. So that's the office building. Mm-hmm. And then the second bomb is going to subway area, which my crew will then be able to go in and dig in to the wall of the reserve to get the gold out. And I'm going to also threaten that I have a bomb in a school, which is going to take every single cop in the city away from that area because there's no schools in Wall Street. It's going to have them frantically searching to find this. Uh, And it's just creating chaos. It's just a really, it's just perfect. It's just a great writing, great plan. Um, I just love it. Really good. It's well a, done, well executed. A, yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah, it reminds me of the first one, you know, where it was like they needed the FBI code book to, to release the digital lock. You know, it was very simple, 
it, this one's obviously a lot more complicated and it's a good it got away from the the second one which was kind of like fantastical and we're gonna get this you know central american dictator out of here we're gonna have a fake runway mm. I, I don't know that that was not that good to me personally <laughs> absolutely um i think uh my my it's, it's funny that we went into like this complex uh, plot to get this bot to like you know get them off of wall street and everything and i'm going my last two favorite things are really simple things uh, one, John McClane surfs on a dump truck. Uh, <laughs> fucking, fucking, Calabunga, dude. fucking what? Like, no, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, just like seeing him do that utterly ridiculous. As soon as he got in the, like, as soon as I see him crawl out the window, I'm like, he's not going to fucking stand on it like a surfboard. He's not going to fucking do that. He fucking did it. He fucking surfed a dump truck. He was surfing on a dump truck. He was really catching a wave there. Yep. Oh. Some great, some great, uh, you know, pointers. He probably watched Point Break and was like, it yeah. doesn't look that bad, you know? <laughs> if that, if Keanu Reeves can learn to do it on a surfboard in like days, I can learn to do it on a dump truck in like a second. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my second favorite, I shouldn't say my second, or my last favorite thing uh, was um, them going onto the ship that Simon was on because they figured out where everything was. And they mm-hmm. and they're on this cable and they're sliding down the cable, and there just so happens to be a, one of the bad guys on the ship right there as the cable snaps, and then the cable just rips this dude in half. It was just like it didn't need to be there, but mm-hmm. like it was just entertaining how bad of timing this guy was for being there. Yeah, uh, the best part is like when they get 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 rid of the body and they each like take one to oh, yes, like, you know, take yes. arm, and then they both like turn next to each other. So if you weren't really clear on what happened. You're just like, oh my god! Like afterwards, <laughs> it's really, really good. Oh, it's nice. so well done. That's so good. And my last one is just a really simple one. I really like the part of uh, using the bomb juice to get Zeus out of the cuffs, right? So yeah. you know, does the classic shoulder dislocate thing to mm-hmm. get the the what's it called? Uh, I don't even remember what it is. It's what, like a the... paper clip or some shit. Oh, okay, that's right. Uh, to uh, pick the lock for his cuffs mm-hmm. and then he accidentally drops it and so they've got to get him out otherwise they're gonna die yeah uh when he he does the little axe tip and then blasts his hands i mean zeus's hands are probably completely fucked oh yeah like one solid blood blister at that point mm-hmm. but uh it was really cool nice nice idea nice plot uh device there coming back from the very beginning uh highly enjoyed it yeah very well done well, actually, according to my calculations, I think that would defy all laws of... Oh my god, shut up! It wouldn't be a great action movie if it didn't have a robust, well, actually, uh, segment. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll start this one off. Okay. I, I, I love... We talked... What's We like the intro of, um, you know, John McClane showing up and he looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And he's hungover. And I just, you know, he he has a rough day. Right? He's a very, very rough To say the least. To say the least. It's classic (laughs) Die Hard. He gets the living bejesus beat out of him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love that he's doing it all all terribly hungover, right? Like, (laughs) he ran, like, three miles, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know about you. Like, after I hit age 30, and you have your first, like, after age 30 hangover, it's just over for you. Oh, it's bad. It it doesn't, it doesn't, you're, like, out for a day. Maybe two days. Yeah. And John McClane's got to be pushing 40. And I don't think he was, like, you know, being smart with his drinking or, like, he's going to have a little bit of water and some Gatorade, <laughs> you know. And 
I just, you know, we're just going to rouse this guy out of bed in the morning and give him some coffee in Advil, and that's going to just help him through? I doubt it. He probably collapses, uh-huh. heat stroke. He's out like half a <laughs> day. Little do, little do we know, he's actually a big fan of Pedialyte and just drank the shit out of that. <laughs> you know, that's what we didn't see in the scenes. Like he, It was all in the car with him, with uh, with Zeus, mm-hmm. while they're driving everywhere in the subway. Yep. He had it in his pocket. I don't know, something crazy. <laughs> Some coconut water. Yeah. yeah. Or coconut Hell yeah, milk, dude. whatever the hell that shit Hell is. yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but also, I wonder how this movie was even done, because McLean would have been killed on site with that sign. Like, it didn't matter. Yeah. What would have happened? That per- he would have died. He would have just. He would have been dead. And I would understand. Like I'd get it. Yeah. And I, uh, I agree. <laughs> that's it's a terrible sign. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, but also when when Simon is calling into the police station, I noticed like everybody and like their mother pick up a phone to listen in to this guy, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how does this? How does Simon not hear that everyone just picked up? In this phone call, like, why doesn't he just like, well, I know everyone's listening, so I'm going to blow up everything now because y'all suck. And that's it. It's one of those novel concepts, right? Of like, phones just don't do that kind of stuff anymore. No. I don't think. I just, Yeah, it's just, it's weird. I don't know. Mm. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm just clueless. But in a world <laughs> with no, with just cell phones, it seems kind of an interesting one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got to shout out fucking Charlie, the bomb <laughs> guy in the office, just casually throwing around the bomb shit, just scaring everybody. I mean, it's, it's great. He plays for laughs. It's a cool scene. But it's also like this, the, the middle of the police station's in fucking chaos mode. There's been a huge explosion already where people have probably died mm-hmm. and everybody's in a panic. And he just comes in. He's like, check this cool shit out. Cutting edge. And he like, you know, he throws it at the lady's trash can. This poor lady's trying to do her damn job, and then all of a sudden she's got an explosion <laughs> next to her desk. He's just come on, Charlie. Come on. Charlie's just really passionate, okay? Charlie's Charlie, really you're passionate. suspended. <laughs> McLean, you take it, you take over. That's fine. <laughs> he redeems himself at the end. He does a great job. He, does. You know, he sticks around to try to defuse the bomb. Oh, that was like that's Charlie, man. I would say like that moment was when I was like, all right, Charlie's a good dude. He stuck around. He was re- willing to die to do all that. But uh, yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Going back to that park scene where they drive that taxi through that entire park there. Mm. Uh, yes. uh. How how is that what car a commercial for that car? I yeah. don't know what the car is, but damn, buy that yeah, car. Yeah. Buy that fucking car because it's still running. <laughs> I, I honestly wonder, like, how many cars they had to go through for that scene because, like, they must have fucked up plenty. Beat the shit out of God yeah. for sure. Um, after that scene too, there's the you know it's this great dynamic of you know McLean and Zeus you know arguing back and forth about why he should help them and why shouldn't he help them, uh, and then you know McLean has the thing. It's it's after the water scene, I believe, mm-hmm. or it's before the water scene. I can't remember exactly where, but. McLean tells Zeus that he's racist versus white people, mm. um, which you know we could we could have a, a, a whole hour long podcast on this concept. Um, <laughs> yep. This is this is a movie podcast, so I'm just gonna dip my toe in here and say that's just bullshit, right? That's yeah. like some white supremacist like parlor level shit mm-hmm. of we are gonna reverse racism's a thing. Like, listen, you can be prejudiced against somebody based on the color of their skin, but ultimately racism is about a power dynamic um and you know black people in america do not have a power dynamic over white people they probably never will uh we live in a you know white majority nation and and that's just it's just not a thing and it's 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 weaponized this idea a lot Mm -hmm. 
to discredit things like affirmative action and, and countless other things. Uh, and it's just, it's gross to me. I hate it. It's this idea that you can, you truly, like you could hurt a white person's feelings. Sure. I guess like get over yourself if you're that sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the same person who's probably shouting snowflake business, right? And living oh, in tears. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just reject this notion and I hate that this is actually uh, like a real narrative mm. because like, and listen, Zeus is a little bit over the top. Absolutely. And he is very anti-white people. And some of that is like legitimately justified based on his character and the history and where they are in New York during this time period. 100%. But like, come on. Come yeah, on. for sure. You can't be racist against white people, guys. No, you really can't. can't read, read a book. I mean, and don't listen to Ben Shapiro for Christ's sake. Oh, for real, Jesus Christ! Every time I hear that guy's voice, oh my! Does he speed up his? Vi- I don't, I don't, I don't spend my time oh, watching his bad. videos or anything. Bad. Uh, it's 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 just like it's weird. God. Anyway, sorry. We don't have to, we don't have to give this guy a platform. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, but let's get something else that pisses me off, and this is gonna tone tone it down a little bit. Uh, but it's so bad. It, the, the song that they use when they're stealing all the gold from the bank. Like, uh, I think the song is called uh, When Johnny Comes Marching In or Come Home or something like that. But Yeah. And then I just... Oh, God. Over and over and over and over. It took me out of the movie. If that song wasn't in there, this movie would be a lot better. And like it's still a great movie, but God damn it, it's that rough. song sucks. It's really rough. I, as a kid, I remember watching me like, "Oh, cool, that's catchy." And now, like as an adult, yeah. with like I think a better understanding of how you can use music in movies, it's mm. just it's it's rough, you know. And th- listen, there's a there's a balance between too much of a song. Like you could argue if you're fucking crazy, but you could <laughs> argue in Top Gun. But they play, you know, they play those songs a little bit too much. However, that's a good fucking jam, you know? And you're just sitting there like, do, 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 You know, you're feeling good. You're feeling danger zone is coursing through your veins. You're like, hell yeah, these are my jams. Nobody is sitting there listening to this fucking song. What's it called again? Johnny Uh, Comes Marching Home or whatever? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Nobody is listening to that for fun. And if you are, you're probably a serial killer. You should just turn yourself into the police. Because um, you got bodies in your basement that you might yeah. not even know about. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's and there's too much of it. There's too way, much. way, way too, too much. much. Way too much. You're right. It takes you completely out of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> let's let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, I got to shout out the car jump. You know, when they steal the Beamer... Um, which is a great car. There's some fucking awesome stunts in that. You know, when they, they pull out the ABS brakes um, and they do the 360 on the freeway and, and McLean like shoots out the, the pickup truck yeah. uh, is, is dynamite. It's so good. Uh, but there's a part where it like jumps. I don't remember exactly what it, it does like a jump. It, it catches serious air, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the car doesn't do the thing that it should do, which, you know, the engine is in the front of the car, which is where it's heaviest. It's going to drop. And it's very like speed esque with the bus where it just, it goes up and you're just like, what? <laughs> like every like thing in your brain is telling you, no, like, that no, wouldn't work like that's that. How? No. <laughs> yeah. So the car like kind of flies. It's like a flying car for a little yeah. bit. Uh, it, it, it looks really weird. It reminds me of the bus scene from uh, Speed. 
when they jump yeah. the bridge. 100%. There. Yeah, for sure. I shouldn't say the bus scene. Mm-hmm. I should be more specific. The whole fucking movie's on a bus. The bridge. The bridge scene. The yes. bridge scene. Just <laughs> still the best scene in the fucking movie, yeah. even though it's like completely stupid. It goes up. Come on now. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> speaking of lucky things, uh, what luck that that truck uh, had a cable on it to get them onto the boat? Like, luckily they were mm-hmm. like, oh, look, here's a tow truck. Let's fucking pipe down this shit onto this boat. And fucking kick some bad guy ass. I, I just thought it was just funny that it just randomly worked yeah. out for him. I mean, we can spend, we'll spend a little bit of time with this truck. Yeah, yeah. Right, so first off, you know, they're able to block the bridge. The boat's right underneath them. They <clears throat> they hook it. They hook the fucking boat with yep. this this little, you know, winch hook. And then they're climbing down it, um, you know, and halfway through, you know, you mentioned the snap where it tore the guy in half. Yep. You know, the truck is, is dragged off the bridge. Right, which they did in real life. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact for you, the filmmakers really did pull it off, which I'm kind of bummed by because we don't actually see the impact, which leads me to believe that it just didn't look that cool. Yeah. Or, or the camera work was just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to imagine that like there was a giant splash, like nobody heard the splash. Mm-hmm. Nobody heard it like rip itself off of the, you know, the gate. It's not like the bridge is just a walking bridge with like nothing on the side. There's like fucking metal support and fences there. Yeah. So it had to rip this off. And then like, I don't know how much trucks weigh. They're fucking heavy, right? <laughs> Someone in a comment can tell me how much a truck weighs. Yeah. But like, is that not an anchor? Is the is the boat not anchored now? I just feel like people would have noticed that something was up. The, oh. the boat, the boat drivers well, i was gonna say like absolutely like why wouldn't they be like oh well that's weird that the the boat started doing waves and stuff or like started really shaking because of something that maybe have happened i don't know it's 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 uh ridiculous that's uh that's <laughs> yeah. really it's all an action I got. movie yeah it's an action uh, movie i guess i guess so. follow-up question why did they move that body that split in half they didn't really need to it's a good question yeah. i mean somebody would have known what's up i can imagine there's a copious amounts of blood yeah. uh there it's not like they sat there with some windex and then squeegeed it clean mm-hmm. you know so yeah good great question like, i don't why, know why the fuck they didn't need to do that like they're gonna I mean, kill... it was a cool scene it was a it's cool scene. scene yeah that's why you put it in I it guess. looks cool yeah fine all right fine um <laughs> uh but after like they first meet simon uh, and then, well, I shouldn't say they first meet Simon, but I mean, like, when McLean and uh, Simon meet face-to-face for once, um, they, you know, McLean and Zeus then get tied up in that whole bomb thing there, we talk about that, uh, but then, you know, eventually they escape, and then they jump off the boat. They jump off the boat into the water, but there's still, like, a big-ass explosion. They still would have fucking died. Like, they would have been dead. Yeah. It didn't matter. There's no way. They like, the concussion no from that blast alone, it's like classic movie stuff. We got to get them close to the bomb. They'll just jump in the air. And when you jump next to an explosion, Ben, yeah. you're immune from oh, damage. I don't know God. if you know this, yeah. but you're immune. So yeah. if you're ever in that situation, just time it yeah. and just jump. And then good, you're set. You got good it. Good idea. Thank you. I'm yep. glad that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Movies taught me that. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also the golden bars or the gold bars. How, how do you like, I guess I don't really know how they work. Like, how do you use the stolen gold bars? Like, you've got to know that, hey, most of the world's economy is now fucked up because of these golden bars are gone, or the gold bars are gone. Uh, mm. Now, how are you going to transfer them into somewhere to actually make money off of that? Because you spend them. What yeah, do you do? How do you, how do, you do that shit? Plan? Yeah. Yeah. That part is a little fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and then lastly, um, when Simon thinks he's gotten away with it, he's about to like totally bang that mute lady that you were talking about before that Mike totally has a crush on. 
And uh, <laughs> and then John McClane and Zeus show up on a helicopter. And then John McClane's just like, hey, dickhead, I hope I wasn't interrupting anything. First of all, he probably couldn't see them doing anything down there. And then, of course, like, the, the, the lady that doesn't talk, she, like, fucking starts shooting up there towards the air- helicopter. And then Zeus is just casually like, oh, looks like you really made her mad, John. Zeus, you didn't see who was shooting at you. Get fucked, okay? I know, like... I- you could, you could not see who's shooting at you, okay? Yeah, and it's dark. There's just, like, a giant spotlight. It's, I don't know. The whole ending part is, is very anticlimactic to yeah. me. It's just not, I mean, it's like, okay, we've got a revolver. Somehow McLean isn't killed. I mean, another well, actually, is how did McLean just not get shot? Right. Like, yeah. you know, Simon doesn't seem like some chump. He's got a fucking 50 cal <laughs> on a helicopter. Yeah. He's got a, a billion bullets, and he misses all of them um and you know they they shoot at the wires he goes up into the sign he blows up um he does the yippee thing it's just not i don't know it's, it's just it's it's yeah it's not great it feels very tacked on yeah it's unlike the rest of it and you know there's there's the alternate ending that's floating around too you can watch it on youtube where there's like a roulette scene with mm-hmm. the two of them mm-hmm. that's pretty brutal it involves like a big ass gun that he kills them with um that they, they thought it was too dark uh I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just doesn't end with a bang. It's, it's more of a more of a whimper. It's it's no Hans Gruber scene, you know. Yeah, where he falls out of the yep. tower, you know, or or uh, what's his face from Family Matters saves him from like, the <laughs> yeah. guy at the end. You know that part's pretty cool. And then they Carl. punch they punch the dude too. They punch the reporter. You're just like, yeah, it's just like win, 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 like three in a row. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And this one's like, okay, like. <laughs> helicopter uh, i guess i guess he's dead that's not all right cool yep nope stop that's fucked up i can't even believe that was a thing how could you even think that was a thing did you think that was a good idea oh my god now for the segment where you know we don't do this often but you know we feel the need sometimes to talk about some of the yikesy things yes so, uh the trading places segment it's been a while it has um but let's talk about it number one obviously the you know the sign that mclean walks around harlem oh so shocking um, so shocking it's a very shock it's a sh- completely shocking to see it especially if you're someone who's watched it on tv a bunch and then mm-hmm. you watch the actual movie and you're like holy like, shit oh my god that doesn't say everybody uh, <laughs> that says the n-word yeah um and listen yeah i get that the point is to be offensive uh you know and to cause real pain and, and turmoil for john McClane's mm-hmm. character but but holy shit um it's still kind of wild to see that yeah. uh in, a, in an image um there's also two like pretty egregious uh insults during the call that yeah. simon does uh in there's the stutter insult um from mclean to simon um you know uh, which which is pretty rough uh yeah, I was you know, say, I, I, when i saw when i saw those scenes and like he was making fun of the stutter i just felt like bad like i knew simon was an asshole but i'm like man come on don't, don't do yeah that. that's pretty rough like you can imagine like if you were a you know, if you're a kid that had a stutter and you yeah. watch this movie, you're just like, fucking Christ. Like, I have a friend who has a stutter, yeah. um, you know, and he manages it pretty damn well, I think. But it's mm-hmm. still just like, man, fuck. Like, that's that's pretty right. low, low blow, man. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a cross-dressing joke in there as mm-hmm. well that's just kind of like, ooh, like, yeah. 1995, I guess. Yeah. But uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, there's the scene... Samuel Jackson in the subway <laughs> with the cop who has the the gun on him in the subway station, and the cop you can tell is like fucking petrified, right? He's right. shaking in his fucking boots, he's sweating, he's got his gun on him, and listen, 
it's obviously meant to be in the movie for that reason, right? Yeah. It's highlighting issues of race and conflict and holy fuck, we think that this white guy is going to kill this this mm-hmm. this black man. But it just, you know, obviously in today's climate, it's really different with, you know, the countless, countless examples of, you know, black men being gunned down by police or killed by police. Um, you know, as we film this, we're in the middle of the... Uh, Derek the, Chauvin, the child. Yep, and it's... Uh, it's just different, you know. I think about Fruitville Station, another great movie about mm-hmm. a black guy killed literally, you know, in in a, in a subway system uh, by police, and it's just, uh, it's just like fuck, man. I don't know. I like, see- I get why they're there. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be there. The, right. the first one, the second one, obviously they they they're for a reason. But you're just like fucking hell, man. They just hit really, really heavy. Really heavy, uh, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, the middle uh, two are just like fuck, man. Right. Why do why do these here like right. this is just kind of not cool mm-hmm. i also wanted to just go back you said last but not least but it is very much the least it gives fuck that cop anyways oh yeah <laughs> like calm down bro yeah, why are you why do you sure. why are you a cop if you're that scared by a black man just yelling exactly like he literally is, wasn't like threatening violence you know he's just yelling at the dude on the phone and mm-hmm. you're just like gotta pull the gun on him it's like go fuck go fuck yourself exactly one two three this is a sound check sound check what do we got ben Sound check. Uh, we had Michael Kamen. Unfortunately, he has passed away. Uh, he passed away in 2003 uh, from a sudden heart attack when he was in London. Um, but before that, he did a lot of work with like pop and rock. Uh, his a lot of his, his success uh, included work with like Pink Floyd. He worked a lot with Roger Waters. Um, he also worked with like Queen, um, Eric Clapton, Roger Daltrey, Aerosmith, Tom Petty, Bon Jovi, David Bowie, Eurythmics, uh, Queensryche, Rush, Metallica, uh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Def Leppard. I know, like I know, Def Leppard, Herbie Hancock, Tim Curry, The Cranberries, Brian Adams, Jim Crochet, Coldplay, Sting, Guns and Roses. It's he fucking as you can see, he did a lot of things, and uh, I I like just. That's insane of how he was able to just do all that with all those, like everyone I named there. I was like, I can't believe he worked with all these bands right here. Um, he, I'm going to say, he was also founder uh, founded the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation, uh, which supports music education and his benefits through the donation and repair of musical instruments to underserved schools, uh, community music programs, and individual students throughout the United States. And what's also interesting is that uh, this was actually Eddie Van Halen's uh, favorite uh, um, charity to donate to, um, and his son, um, Wolfgang Van Halen, just came out with a song called Distance, uh, and that's and all the proceeds from that song. Anyone like buying it, anyone listening to it, any way that uh, he makes money off that song goes towards Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation, which I thought was really cool. Um, his score in The Dead Zone, kind of moving on to uh, films now. His score for The Dead Zone is an adaptation of and a variation uh, on a theme from the second movement of the Sympathy Number no. Two in D of Finnish composer Jean Sibyl fucking I don't know how to say his name. I'm so sorry. Sibelius. Sibelius. That sounds right. Um, and then he also co-wrote. Well, I already said he already worked with Brian Adams. Um, it is cool. Uh, he's credited on X Men. On the soundtrack as Michael Kamen, like his name is Kamen, but then he actually has it like K Dash Men. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but actually, going into his movies uh, that he's been working on, that he worked on, uh, Highlander was a big one, the Lethal Weapon series, Die Hard. Obviously, he only I think he only did the first three, um, and then Nothing But Trouble. That fucking uh, uh, that fucking um, 
Dan Aykroyd movie. Jack, that Robin Williams movie where he is like a reverse kid. It was like the Benjamin Button kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iron Giant and Memento. And there's a couple of there's a like a couple others, but there's probably a lot more that I'm missing, but I don't know because I haven't watched them. Um, and yeah, so he's done a lot of good work. I just like his pop and rock career was really awesome and really eye opening there. But uh, he did a lot of work, and unfortunately, he passed away too soon at the age of 55. Yeah. And then we have these soundtrack standouts here. And uh, honestly, I think uh, Mike picked the best song, but I had to make sure I did pick something else. So, Mike, why don't you we start us off? With the same, I know. We can rock with the same one. You know? I know, but like, okay, you're going to find out soon that we agreed on a lot of other things later on in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure That's I was true. a little bit different. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, my my favorite is uh, the Loving Spoonful "Summer in the City," which you've probably all heard for. It's a yes. I don't know the lyrics. I'm like da 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 da. Oh yeah. All the girls are pretty. Just, I've questioned sure. what kind of name is the Loving Spoonful. That sounds kind of weird. Loving Spoonful? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that band. But shout out to them. Uh, this song is spanked. It's from Spanked. Billboard is number one. Let's see, you gotta, you gotta wonder, like, with the name. I, like, I couldn't even tell. I couldn't even have told you who the band was that sang that song. Oh, I, yeah, neither. So, I've, I've heard this song a hundred times, but right. I didn't know who, who sung it. And I think, you know, that that's the one-hit wonder effect right there. So that's why we didn't know mm-hmm. what the Loving Spoonful was. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird name there. Um, my choice was called, or it's called Off Minor by Thelonious Monk. And honestly, first time I heard that song was today. Uh, and, <laughs> but it was still cool. It was like a nice little classical number. And uh, that is what I am going with. Nice. Water cooler, water cooler talk. Oh, yeah. Water cooler talk. We got a couple things to go through here. Number one is... Let's look, let's spend a minute here to appreciate Bruce Willis. Yeah. So Mount Rushmore time for old for old Brucey. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll go first this time. Sure, yeah. Um, for I mean, it goes without saying that John McClane is on my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of feel like it has to be. Um, it's probably the most iconic role he's ever had. Um, I also threw uh, Butch Coolidge, uh, who's his character from Pulp Fiction, the mm-hmm. boxer. Uh, really good uh, character there and i'm going deep i'm going deep cuts here okay. for my final two and listen there's a lot some people might be mad at these i don't fucking care it's my list uh number one <laughs> number three i should say james cole from the movie 12 monkeys okay. which okay. is a great movie um kind of futuristic drama i don't really know how to describe it properly but it probably is really fucking good in a mm-hmm. pandemic it's been mm-hmm. a couple of years since i've seen it maybe we'll watch it okay. uh, for a pod one of these days but his character there is really good it's just a wide range that he has to play of acting in there mm-hmm. and then the last one to go with is 1989's look who's talking where he plays Mike. oh yeah <laughs> uh, and he just he doesn't play it physically he does the voiceover for yeah. john travolta and that crazy demon lady. Um, God, what's crazy her name? Crazy demon lady? God, she's she's is like it? a huge... Oh, she's uh, terrible. Kirstie, Kirstie Allen. Allen? Kirstie Allen, yep. yeah. Yeah, she's, she's psycho. But anyways, <laughs> they have a baby, and he does the voice of uh, of the baby. And he's just great. <laughs> he just does so well. And it's cool, like, 1989 to get, like, voice work movie. You can kind of take it for granted now. Like, there's voiceovers for everything. Animated mm-hmm. films, et cetera, et cetera. But 
Um, yeah, I went with Mikey. I liked him in Mikey. It's a good call. Good call. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, I was afraid that we were actually going to be uh, like saying the same things, and we did. Half my list is the same as yours. Die Hard and Pulp Fiction, for sure. Good mm-hmm. roles for mm-hmm. Bruce Willis right there. Um, I have to go with uh, Unbreakable. I, I really enjoy him in that movie. I thought that was a really well done movie um, where, you know, he's in a train accident and he's like the only one that survives it without like a scratch on him and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That whole series is really fun. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the newest one, um, Same. but uh, I, I do appreciate uh, um, Split. Uh, that was really cool too. Um, and then a movie that really, I don't think it did that well, but I kind of, i really enjoyed it. I like Looper a lot. Uh, with <gasps> Joseph Gordon-Lovett and uh, Bruce Willis there. I thought that was a very interesting movie. I thought it was very yeah. chilling and stuff, too. Like, I just remember there was one scene where um, the looper, you know, a looper would have their future looper have something, like, it would run away, but then they would, like, have something carved into their arms so then their younger looper self would have it. Uh, they or I don't know if it was the other way around. Either way, it was just like a chilling scene where like something would get mm-hmm. carved into their arm, and then the other, the other, their younger self would have it on them as well. It was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really well done. That's and, a great pick. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that one to be yeah. honest, but yeah, great movie, really yeah. good, cool sci-fi. Yeah, I don't. Like, maybe maybe it's maybe it's like more of a more of a cult classic now because like I don't think anyone really. Yeah. Likes I think it. it did pretty well. Okay. Oh, maybe it Don't did. I remember. Mm. I think it did good. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, the internet knows. You, 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 you know at home. Google <laughs> yeah. it at home. Google it. I'll, I'll Google it after we're done here too. <laughs> All right. Um. So, what is something you would want to keep or have from the movie? Um. I went with the gold bar. Give yeah. me Samuel well, Jackson's gold bar. Twenty-five pounds of gold. Hell yeah! I yeah. can do something with that. I absolutely agree with that, but I am very bad with cars. Like I like through through my age now, from sixteen, I've had uh, six different cars, six or seven different cars. Oh, wow. So I need that indestructible taxi that uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> drives because fucking I need a car that'll just last me forever. Please, I don't care what the gas mileage is on it. Please, just let it last forever. Ugh. yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> Next one, the uh, what is missing? So what's yes. the one thing that you feel like the movie was missing, whether it's a scene, character, whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm choosing Holly Gennaro here. So yeah. the wife um, you know, played a prominent role in the first two films. Mm-hmm. And in this one, we literally have one line of dialogue, I believe, which is the phone call dialogue where she says, hello, oh, John. Yeah. And yep. she's like, you fucking asshole or whatever. Because he <laughs> literally, literally won't even, also like a well actually here, like Bruce Willis like won't, just say like hey babe sorry i'll call you in a day i gotta do something for this case click he just leaves the phone like that would have taken less than a minute right um you know but hey (laughs) it is what it is i I, I was just missing her i wanted her in some capacity i absolutely agree with that and i uh have to go with that because you didn't really get much of a background for john mcclain or i I shouldn't say a background of john mcclain because you already knew it but like you didn't like it, it didn't feel as important as it should have been throughout that entire movie and uh i think like backgrounds of uh, like both characters zeus included like didn't really have much uh substance to it like yeah of course you had zeus's two nephews that were in that school and that scary scene and everything but it, it, it just still didn't feel like it was important enough uh to really i don't know be in the movie um so yeah that's what i i kind of I, I agree with you yep all right fair enough mm-hmm. uh all right now for a trivia question um which 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little. This was a tough one. I was trying to figure out, all right, what do we do for trivia here? Okay. Um, you know, we learned that you're great at geography. You're great okay. at baseball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, for this one, we're gonna we're gonna go off of Simon Says. Oh gosh. Okay. Now Simon Says the game that is you know played here and played in the NBA arenas throughout America is the classic. You know, you can only do what Simon says. If he says Simon says, and if he doesn't say Simon says, then you're out. Uh, that's not fun because how do we do that with the two of us? Yeah, right. <laughs> via Discord right now, but uh, I thought we'd talk about the uh, toy Simon says, which okay. I feel like every kid has played at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was created in 1978, um, and I'm gonna have you play Simon says real quick. Okay. So we're gonna have to pause it. We're gonna oh, see how good you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Let's pause so, it. I'll message you. Okay. This online version. Oh I'm not going to tell you. You're going to get one chance. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm not going to tell you what I got my first try. Okay. God. Are you uh, send it yeah. to me via Facebook? Yeah, I send it through okay. Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, baby. I'm gonna. I'm keeping this recording just in case the sound sounds cool. Okay. Well, I mean, it's got the sound effect. All right. Okay. Here we are. Jesus Christ. Okay. You could probably, well, you might be able to present screen. Um, okay. Record yeah, that could, I probably could, yeah. Share screen. Go live. Hopefully this works. Okay. So then, where do I go here? Oh, yeah. Just yep. You right just click the play button. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Uh, oh, wait. That's definitely not it. I was like, wait a second. Uh, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Right there. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's so slow. Speeds up. That was close. (laughs) Oh my God. I, I think I'm fucked on this one. Did I get it? Oh, you fuck! Got it. 
Oh, what? Uh, oh. God damn it. Anyways. 13. What'd you get? I got eight. All right. Fucking six. Suck it, Mike. <laughs> you fucking crushed me. I uh I I don't know why. I I feel like I'm I'm good at these games. You did great. For some reason. Thanks, man. Yeah, god. All right, was... so here here's my here's my trivia question. Oh, you, your trivia question now. Okay, hold on. Let me stop this screen sharing here. Okay. All right. All right. So, in 2020, okay. A man by the name of Maddox set the Guinness World Record for sequences in a row. Oh, Jesus. How many? Um, so if you get it within five, I'll give you credit. Okay. I'm gonna say, God, this is probably gonna be insane. Like I'm probably, I probably whatever I guess is probably gonna be too low. So I'm probably gonna aim a little too high now. I'm gonna say 102. That would have been impressive. Only 84. Oh, only 84. Only 84. Like. Jesus Christ. God. I got to eight and I felt really good. I was like, yeah, <laughs> man. And I, you like crushed eight, nine, ten. I was like, oh, man, maybe I fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope everyone, I hope everyone enjoys me playing Simon for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Simon. Yeah. You can find a free version of it. Just Google online Simon. <sighs> Oh my says. god, that was there. that was intense. That was intense. <laughs> Who's the best around? Who didn't really bring the movie down? Next up, you're the best around. So this one is kind of obvious. I I tease the the hell out of this. Um, but to me, it's Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Um, without him, I think this movie is just a shitty sequel, like the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, McLean clearly, I think, needs someone good to riff off of. Mm-hmm um and it it can't just be anybody clearly because you know the the stuff with the sun and then justin long is merely like eh, like it's okay Mm -hmm. um and fun fact for you that bruce willis actually suggested samuel jackson for the movie um which he was pumped about he said he's seen the first diehard maybe 30 times oh shit and that zeus is the closest character to my personality of any that i've played um, and I just loved him. He was the perfect blend of seriousness mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that incredulous kind of humor aspect of it. You're just like laughing along with him as he, you know, he mentioned doing the the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the great line. I love the the whole like, I didn't save you. I saved a hundred cops with itchy trigger figures coming into Harlem because of one dead cop. So it was like, it was a great chance to kind of balance out the perspective of like this white cop being able to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants to do but there's more to life there's more nuance yeah uh and that character was just just fantastic it was great loved it well uh fucking same (laughs) that's it i was was (laughs) saying like samuel L. jackson was great like his character made the movie like uh he can give you the comic relief and drama in the same breath and i just like absolutely agree that he riffs with mclean so well um I heard, like, wasn't there a rumor? Like, I don't know if it was a rumor, but I thought that Lawrence Fishburne was actually supposed to be this character. I think that would have been a dynamically different movie. Mm -hmm. That would have really been different. Um, But, yeah, I think Samuel L. Jackson really killed it in this movie, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of what-ifs with Mm -hmm. uh, Samuel Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne because they were both pretty big at the time, and they both kind of were up for same type of roles. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about Lawrence Fishburne, he was actually supposed to be Jules in Pulp Fiction as well so it's also funny that sam jackson took that character over under what's the final verdict final segment underrated or overrated 
So first time seeing it, Ben, what, what do we think? I think, uh, you know, with Die Hard being so good as it is, like the very first movie, um, it's kind of hard to compete with that. But I think that this movie did a pretty good job being as good as the first one. The only thing I have to take away from this movie that's 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 not good is the fucking song that plays over and over again. Uh, and then the ending, like you said, it was very anticlimactic. Um, but other than that, I think it was, I'm going to give it underrated. Like, I think it was a lot of fun to watch. Samuel L. Jackson just takes the cake in this movie. Like, so it's underrated. I think it's underrated. Love it. I I kind of agree, you know, and it's weird. I kind of, it's, it's changed a bit as Mm -hmm. I've thought about it. You know, that music is pretty rough and the ending is like not the greatest, but the action set pieces are great and there's tons of them. Mm -hmm. There's really funny parts in the movie. Samuel Jackson is great. He's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Jeremy Irons as a bad guy. Yeah. Um, the plot was really cool. So yeah, I, I would agree. This one's this one's still definitely worth watching. It's worth checking out. The oh, second sure. one, ah, you, you forget that one. Throw Skip it in the dumpster. <laughs> Fourth and fifth, same. Yeah. Let's just you go right from number one to number two, and you're you're all golden. I think. That's it. Yeah. Or one to three. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. One to yeah. One to three. One to three. <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Where Have You Been. You can like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Where Have You Been, W-H-E-R-E-H-A-V-U-B-E-N. Feel free to send recommendations or feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I have no fancy sign-up for this one, so just uh, until next time. I was going to say, like, maybe we could say something like, uh, uh, be a little quieter out there. I got a headache. Ah, yes. I'm really hungover. Don't make me wear this sign that says, see you Monday. See you Monday. (laughs) 